0: Hey guys, I'm Adam Rapport, and you're listening to the Bon Appetit Foodcast. On today's episode, eggs, quite possibly, or actually quite definitely, my favorite food of all time. I sit down with Carla Lally, music food director of Bon Appetit, and Chris Morocco, senior food editor. uh, and We talk the ultimate techniques for frying and poaching and hard-boiling and soft-boiling and scrambled and... There are no shortage of opinions. And I'm sure you listeners have a few opinions also. And I hope you share them with us. And you can reach us at bonapetitefoodcast at gmail.com. And while you're at it, actually, let us know your egg thoughts after this episode. And also, let us know what you think of the show. we love to hear from you, uh, what you're enjoying, what you're not enjoying, what you want to hear more of. Feel free to email us, and uh, we will take your critiques and suggestions to heart. Uh, and we might even email you back. But meanwhile... Eggs, let's do this thing. Here is Chris and Carla and I. Carla, how long have we been doing this podcast for?
1: A year and a half? I have no idea. Over two years. Oh, wow.
0: How is it that we've never done an egg podcast before?
1: I don't know, because we've done two egg primers.
0: In the magazine? Yeah. You know what I eat every morning for breakfast? Literally every morning? Every day. Eggs.
1: I did see you with toast and peanut butter yesterday. Okay,
0: every now and then I break down. And then we had to have
1: a fight about softened butter.
0: Yeah, leaving the peanut butter in the fridge, not a fan. So six out of seven days, I'll have eggs for breakfast. Um, We've done a bunch of articles in the magazine on eggs. My Instagram account is practically littered with eggs. Filled. And it always gets the most likes are always eggs. People love eggs. So we are going to talk eggs today uh, with you, Carla, and Chris Morocco over here, who was the author and collaborator on Put an Egg on It in the April issue of Bon Appetit.
2: Absolutely. So Carla and I uh, were talking a while ago and we realized that, you know, we're living in an egg-topped age and all these kind of basic fundamental techniques for how to cook eggs are showing up everywhere. So it's, you know, it's the the perfect fried egg. It's the poached egg. It's the jammy ramen egg that you see in your bowl of noodles and in your salads and your grain bowls. um, And it's your pickled eggs as well.
0: Yeah. And you're seeing all these eggs, not just on the breakfast plate, kind of eggs are everywhere. So. Uh, To your point, it's like, well, how do you get those perfect iterations of each version? Um, So that's what we're going to go through today. And I want to get your thoughts, and I've got a few thoughts of my own. Uh, We are starting with the crispy egg, Mm. which Mm. I am somewhat obsessed with. Fried in olive oil, not butter. Right, Carla?
1: That's how you do it. Why? <laughs> <laughs> you this is really your method. I mean, we have a Oh, couple, you want me to talk about it? Well, it's kind of your you said you're you're weirdly obsessed with it. We had a whole deep dive on it in prep school. So we have like been talking about this fried egg for a couple years. Yeah. So
0: you guys did something a couple years ago on frying an egg like they do in Spain yeah. in olive oil, right. where the, the edges get all lacy and crispy golden Bubbly. brown. You retain, I like to say you retain the integrity of the yolk. So the yolk is still runny. The big challenge, and you're doing it in olive oil, uh, nonstick is fine. Although I think in this case, if you have cast iron, that's fine also.
1: You don't need, yeah, there's a generous amount of oil. So I really, I I don't think it's going to stick in any kind of pan as long as that oil's hot.
2: Yeah. I mean, nonstick kind of gives you a little added insurance. The only thing about stainless steel absolutely works beautifully. You just have to really make sure that oil and that pan are hot.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the first step. So you're putting in enough olive oil. Like, so the egg, I'm not going to quarter inch, an eighth of an inch. It's enough so it covers the whole base of the pan.
1: Yeah. There's going to be no parts of the pan where the oil is so thin that it's really just pan. It's like there has to be a little, little ocean of oil And I would say with
0: any of these techniques, when you're doing, whether it's scrambled eggs or fried eggs, you don't want, you want the pan just big enough to hold the number of eggs you're doing. So if you're doing two eggs, like maybe it's like an eight inch pan at most.
2: Correct. Yeah, two and an eight-inch, and then your standard kind of medium-sized skillet is probably good for four, yeah. but no more. Three is, like, good. There's room to spread out. Four, you know, you start getting a little bit crunched up, and that's where you have to worry <laughs> about your, uh, you know, your lacy edges intertwining and no, fusing. don't want that. No
0: good. So generous amount of olive oil, medium-high heat. Mm-hmm. Let that olive oil come to temperature so it starts to shimmer and almost starts to smoke a little bit. I agree. Crack the eggs directly in the pan, and those things start to pop and shh. And now, all right, here comes the problem. What do you do about the whites? Because like the, the bottom gets crispy before the whites, the albumin and all that stuff yeah. gets like opaque and cooked through. I have a technique. You've got a technique.
1: We address this very specifically because it is something that comes up. And if you don't want a totally raw yolk kind of experience, you know, some people cover the pan for a fried egg, but then you get that cloudy yeah. kind no, of thing. cannot do that. And then sometimes a- you know I'll be call like,
0: that? "Amateur move, Wrong. Right.
1: <laughs> and then sunny side up, like you said, the 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 terrible thing about a sunny side up is inevitably there's just a little un- uncooked white, and it's just gross,
0: mucilaginous.
1: This is the second time you said yeah. that in my company on the <laughs> podcast. Um yeah, gnarly. You don't it's want like mucus a thing. No. No, 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 thank you. Um and then sometimes at home I'll be like, "Oh, I was going for sunny side up, but like that last little bit and I'm going to try to turn it and then, you know, you're going to break the yolk." So Chris actually came up with kind of the way around that.
2: Right. So we like to baste the white and so you kind of need to make sure that you have enough oil in the pan not just to coat the surface but so that when you if you tilt the pan's uh, skillet slightly you can just gather up enough hot oil to be able to drizzle it around the whites but not over the yolk Mm -hmm. so that you just set that little rim of white around that yolk keeping the yolks integrity intact
0: and you see that also like when we do uh, videos for pan roasting a pork chop, and you've mm-hmm. got like the butter and the garlic in the pan, and you see that everyone does this now with like the slow motion of the
2: bubbling oh, yeah. butter
0: over the pork chop <laughs> or the steak. Uh, it's very food porny. Um, I I started doing something that I want to say a comment on my Instagram account recommended, where they break up the whites with the tines of a fork. Yeah. And they sort of agitate it and pull it apart so it breaks up and then hits the pan and then and and and, and cooks essentially. Then. I had another moment a, f- a couple months ago. I was making fried eggs for my wife and her friend Janine, who was over. And Janine is – she's a bit of a picky eater. Okay. I don't think she listens to the food cast, so I'm just going to call her that. Um, <laughs> and she was all grossed out because there was still a little bit of that film over the yolk itself. You ever notice that? Yes. There's, and I don't know what that's called, but you like hey, people can call in and let me know. Um, so what I started to do was take the tines of the fork and very carefully, gently sort of like – Tug at that little sheath on top of the yolk and pull it back. Right, it's like an eyelid, op- you know, oh, over boy. the eyeball. Okay. Wow. The problem is, that. it's like it's like surgery. You got to be very careful because you can split that yolk. Then all of a sudden you have a split yolk, and you're just like, Ugh.
1: yeah. I don't that, remember the name of that thing, but its purpose is to keep the yolk intact. And I yeah. and when you do a hard boiled egg, sometimes you can actually kind of see. There would be like a little film inside, Mm. yeah.
0: So after about a couple minutes, you should have a super crispy bottom, white, lacy edges. Hopefully, an unperturbed, still runny yolk. You take that out of the pan, maybe a little hot sauce on there. I think it's delicious on its own, but. You can put this on, like, a grain bowl. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, we, we put it on
2: fried rice. I mean, yeah. just a lot of people break up egg to put in fried rice as part of the cooking process, but on its own, it's just a beautiful kind of crunchy topper. Um, I'll drop
1: it on to a uh, carbonara, too.
2: Ooh.
0: Ooh. Yeah. My wife, on a day that night, I had I, I uh, sauteed some kale. I had a couple other veg, and I'm like, you know what, this is a little too healthy. I need to make it a little bit more healthy-ish, and I threw the fried egg on there. Yep. Um, what I also like to do sometimes— and I've mentioned this before is after you fry the egg, you take it out and there's still all that beautiful oil in the pan. I'll take a nice slab of like good country bread or something and fry up the bread in the remaining oil until that's a nice golden brown uh, piece of like skillet bread.
2: I think the other thing too for anybody who's a little bit egg white averse, you know, and like hates the thought of any undercooked white, you know, sometimes just flipping it, two seconds, that's it, just flipping it two seconds and you can serve it, you know, with that kind of crispy brown lacy edge facing up. Oh, that's kind of cool. And it's a nice way around it. I just
1: always fold them in half when I go to the flip. Maybe we need to do, we just did a thing about flipping pancakes. (laughs) I feel like you just, yeah, I don't know. know. All right. Inevitably, I will break the yolk. And there's nothing, is there anything more upsetting than breaking the yolk?
0: That's game over. All right, so I would highly recommend to the listener, make crispy fried eggs, olive oil, Medium-high heat, let that oil come to temperature, crack the eggs directly in there, baste the yolk or break it up, little salt, hot sauce, you're good to go. Um,
1: Watch for sputtering and splattering.
0: Yeah, stand back. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I already have issues with this next one, the hard boil. Okay. Yeah.
1: What's your issue? <laughs> I mean, I... Th- Again, we tested a lot of different ways. We like did the way that we always did it. And then we were like, why don't you do it this way? And we did it that way. And then that way is a great way. So the method that we put in the magazine says lower into boiling water, right? True, true. So I agree with the 10-minute part, right? Because that's then like the 10 minutes I'm in full agreement. So you don't get a chalky white. You don't have the gray edge around the... Thing the white isn't rubbery, all that stuff. But I always did it the Julia Child way, where you put it in cold water, bring it up, cover, set timer for ten minutes.
0: Right. Talk and to us about that. And that's that's and, how I learned too. And I I I picked that up through How to Cook Everything, Mark Pittman years ago. Um. And yeah, you and you turn so you put it in cold water. As soon as it comes to a boil, take it off the heat, put the top on, and then set the timer.
2: Correct. There's there's two major problems with that. The Ooh. first thing is that. Who's to say when that water is truly boiling? And what is boiling to me versus Mar- what Mark is boiling Benton to you? <laughs> <laughs> he will let you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he would. But to me, you know, boiling might be, oh, like active big bubbles all across the surface. Whereas for somebody else, it might be, oh, I saw a bubble. Boom. Lid okay. on, off the heat.
1: There is that's, a temperature <laughs> associated with boiling water. Well, so sure there
2: saying. is for all you people who have, you know, accurate and calibrated thermometers. Okay. I like,
0: I like that point. All right. So that's the first question. So, and, and you said point number two?
2: So point number two is when you start eggs cold and you bring them up like that, it gives the egg way too much time for the proteins and the whites to bind to the membrane inside the shell. Wow. You want to start hot.
0: I'm sorry. Are you you dropping science on us?
2: I just did. Wow. I just did. This is like stuff that, you know, I think I know, but actually when I go to like talk about it on a podcast, I have to go and look it back up. Because it's it's complicated. I mean, eggs are you know kind of mysterious little uh, and, creatures,
1: and so that ends up being like a key peeling, Big setting time. yourself up for success. Well, all right,
0: I want, but I, let's get the thing boiled first. All right, okay. all right, well, music. He's let's, talking all right. about okay, membranes. Okay, but so we're so now <laughs> we're endorsing lowering it in gently into sort of not a not a furious not boil a but a medium boil
2: like an active boil because frankly if you're going to do you know 4 or 8 and you're not using a vast cauldron that water is probably going to take a second to recover anyway yes. so starting it hot getting it in there and then you're going to be cooking at it kind of an active simmer low boil where you're going to maintain bubbles
0: okay so you let's say you drop two eggs in for yourself uh medium high heat medium boil 10 minutes exactly does it matter when you lower the eggs in, whether they're cold or room temperature? Because we've all had that thing where the egg cracks a little bit and then mm-hmm. the weight starts to escape, and then co- it's, that's a weird thing. Totally.
2: Um, so look, I'm I'm not gonna um, I'm not gonna sugarcoat this for yeah. you. You know. If you're lowering cold eggs into hot water, occasionally you are going to get some cracks, mm. and you're going to lose one or two occasionally. Um, just but a fact the, of life. the thing is, it takes a long time to bring an egg from fridge temperature up to room temperature, mm. like hours. All you bakers know that to actually have room temperature eggs, it takes a long time.
0: I have a trick or for that. You just moved to Italy, well, where they never put the eggs in the fridge. I read up on that yeah. too,
1: and I know why now. But um, I know how to do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you like start doing a pound cake recipe and it wants room temperature eggs, take your eggs out of the fridge and pour hot water over them. 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. That's good to know. All right. So then. All right. You take them out. My thing is, and this is something we're going to get to with the jammy egg next, um, soft boil or so. I kind of like more of a nine-minute egg. That's fine to do, right? If I just wanted a little bit more sort of tender in the middle, especially if you have nice orange yolks.
1: Totally. I think, as with all recipes, how you like it is the most important thing. But we
0: are saying 10-minute is just perfectly hard-boiled. I think
1: at nine minutes, you might still have a tiny bit of not quite – Cooked Set through, and if yeah. you go to mash that, it's going to have that texture where it just smushes yeah. instead of actually crumbling. Yeah, you know I, I guess I, I would
0: do this more for sometimes if I'm doing like if you're doing a salad niçoise or something. Completely. Yeah, and like yeah. I guess I it, it's just so the center of the yolk is a little bit darker orange than the outer rim, but it's still cooked through. Um, all right, let's talk to you, Carla. Peeling, we, we have a very cool video with peeling an egg, which I'm still scared to try. Where you put the, the spoon, spoon. Oh. that blew my mind, Chris. Yeah. Let, talk to me about that.
2: I mean, you know what, honestly, that is not my preferred method, (laughs) but it works, you know, it works. Like when you, when you do all the things kind of right and you have, you know, slightly older eggs, which are going to peel easier, um, which we can also get into, but, um, and you... Cool them very quickly
0: so you start hot and then you end cold. Wait, um, wait, wait. Time out. First of all, yeah. So yeah. when the eggs are done after 10 minutes, immediately plunge them into an ice bath, a bowl. Ice
2: bath or very cold water. Yeah. Really important. That stops the cooking because otherwise they will just keep going. It's also
1: yeah. key for the peeling and it's also key for avoiding the gray rim.
0: On the outside of the On yolk. On the outside of the yolk. All right. And so you, and that's the other thing. The older the eggs, the easier they will be to peel? Correct. And Correct. And how do we know how old the eggs are? So, <laughs> um, so most eggs
2: tend to arrive in a grocery store around a week or so after um, they've been harvested, but there is this cool date. I brought a, a prop egg box here. Um, there is a date on it called the Julian date. Not sure of the origins of that uh, term, but basically it's a three-digit um, date, which corresponds to the day of the year. So this one says 074. So that refers to the 74th day of the year, which was probably, I don't know, a week or two ago. Um if and,
1: not in day month format. Right. It's not in, in day th- month. One it's, out of three sixty five days. Yeah.
2: Correct. So that tells you what day the 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 eggs were basically packed, which is usually around the day that they're harvested and laid. So that gives you a sense. You know, you uh, for optimal eggs for peeling, you kind of want to be nine days and beyond. Um, and the reason is that basically when they're laid, they have a certain amount of carbon dioxide inside them. That's what makes the thicker part of the whites a little bit cloudy. Mm-hmm. That carbon dioxide escapes over time and then it gets replaced with oxygen, which is why you get that little air bubble in the bottom of the, the fat that, end of the, of the egg.
1: Isn't that also because the, the shell of the egg is... Porous, right? There's like tens of thousands of tiny little holes. If you buy eggs at the supermarket, you're going to get that three digit date. If you're buying eggs um, directly from a farmer, or the farmer's market, uh, they don't have those on them, I've noticed. And they're also not um, the eggs from the farmer's market aren't washed. The right. eggs from the really big pastures or whatever um, are. So you can leave your farm eggs at room temperature, correct. But the ones that have been washed have a protective coating is gone. They have to go in the and fridge, and
2: that's why eggs in Europe don't need to be because they refrigerated. don't do this whole wow.
1: thing. And it's all about you know how how the eggs are farmed. Did not know that.
0: Yeah. All right, Dr. Morocco. Um, <laughs> now let's let's talk peeling. So you've got this egg. You plunge it in ice water. How are you peeling yours?
2: I'm starting at the fatter end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to break open where that air bubble, I, I think, is about. Um, and that gives you just a little bit of room to s- kind of start working your fingers in. But cracking it all over can kind of just gently just loosens up the shell. And hopefully you've got basically, sorry, Carla, a, a loose membrane. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know, um, that is going to separate cleanly, um, you know, and divide uh, the the shell from the, the white in a very clean, tidy way.
0: And we did this video on Bon Appetit and I saw on our Twitter feed and stuff where they cracked the fat end and then sort of like slipped a teaspoon in yeah. and sort of scooped the egg out cleanly from the cracked shell. And I was like, wow, that was pretty cool.
1: We should probably all try that. Yeah,
0: I, I, I just like to watch it. So, all right, if I'm making hard-boiled eggs, I'm making egg salad. I'm going to share my egg salad recipe right now. Oh, great. I shot a video about this on the You're Welcome series. Yeah. Uh, so I like to kind of a nine- to ten-minute egg cut into, I guess – eighths. So I cut them into quarters and cut those quarters in half. So I don't like a fine chop. Like sometimes you go to those weird like corner stores and it's just really minced up and just like mush. So I like really good green market eggs. So they're nice and orange. Cut into chunky eighths. Mayonnaise. Little Dijon. Mm -hmm. Horseradish. Yes. And a healthy amount of salt and pepper. And then flat leaf parsley minced up and then I like celery I do too And celery mm. leaves especially mm. and you toss it all together oh you know what else it makes me screw the parsley dill know <laughs> <going> with fresh <laughs> dill ugh I hate dill. dill really That's you dill. hate it's dill
1: the one thing oh I, can't, a, I can't I so,
0: can't eat it it's, a, it's, a, it's an egg essential it's an egg essential <laughs> to, to an egg salad <laughs> uh, Dr. Morocco what are you doing with your hard boiled eggs Um, I love
2: uh, layering them into a sandwich, and I also love turning them into grabiche, which Mm. is—
0: Oh, yeah. Talk to us about grabiche.
2: Grabiche is, like, one of these old-school French sauces that it's kind of like— Originally, it it was sort of like a mayonnaise, but that was emulsified rather than using uh, raw yolk with a cooked yolk. But honestly, that's a lot harder than using a a raw yolk. So we like to chop ours up and then mix it with a little chopped-up cornichon and capers herbs and give it some olive oil and uh, vinegar and that becomes kind of an all-purpose condiment that's beautiful on fish roasted vegetables um, like asparagus maybe in the spring asparagus.
0: absolutely asparagus
1: potatoes
0: mm-hmm. oh my god yeah. I'm kind of hungry i love also can i interject speaking of the italians i love when you go to europe and you order a club sandwich at a hotel and they put the hard-boiled egg on the club sandwich you ever have that never like a hotel club sandwich they cut the crust off and Ooh. it's a little mini cut into quarters it's so good the soft boil also, all right. Are we talking jammy egg here? Are we talking soft boiled egg here? Because there's a lot of discussion now. We're in this, in the age of all things ramen, in that sort of gelatinous, sort of mid stage.
1: Right. Egg. I grew up on soft, soft boiled egg and soldiers. My mom had, of course, one of those, you know, you put your thumbs in as little guillotine. It's, like c- it's like a
0: cigar cutter. <laughs> yeah. And it's got the, the yeah.
1: little barracuda teeth that yeah. come out and st- that did off. she have
0: the little egg thrones that the egg sits in? Oh my god, we had a of whole course. collection
1: of those. We still do, they're little oh chickadees so and <laughs> stuff, milk glass. Anyway. And you know what? Some of the time the white was a little mucilaginous. Yeah. Yes. Because, it was.
0: Because Carol Lolly did not cook them long enough. I, I think you need for for a prop to have the egg the white fully <laughs> set, Carla. <laughs> I think you gotta go four and a half minutes to make sure that the white is confidently set. And we'll, and the yolk point, is still very runny.
1: Point being, yeah. this is an egg that you flip the top off mm-hmm. of and you use a spoon it stays to in the go shell. diving down into the thing, a lot of salt and pepper, yeah. you want to have your little toast soldiers. This is butter is very important, salt is really important. You can make a little open face schmeary schmear or whatever that's like what we grew up on. Well,
0: now, But wait, all, wait, but wait, wait, you don't just go with the spoon, you also go in with these little toast batons. You dip, oh, sure. you, you dip those in the egg as well?
1: Do you? Well yeah, don't you? I sometimes do. I was more of a spoon it out and put it on the toast and then put yeah, it Yeah, but then
0: in. but then it kind of falls off. Well, I that would be not be the way <laughs> you like, would do it's it. It's like it's like when your kid gets the little um <laughs> Nutella packs with the little like breadsticks or little cookie sticks you can yeah, dip them into I actually
1: in. don't I mean, I'd say I don't dip my toast baton into my shell. The displacement of the runny egg, like then you're pushing that down. No, but you don't, no, you don't do it anymore. It up you and it comes out of the sploosh. side. Sploosh. We said
0: sploosh. <laughs> Emma's telling us to keep moving. Okay, but nowadays we're, we're in this age of the, the the popularity of ramen in the United States has introduced to the United States the jammy egg.
1: Yeah, these kids today, they want the jammy egg. So talk yeah. to us
0: about the jammy egg. How many minutes?
1: What did we land on? Six and a half. Six and a s- half. Yeah. yeah, six and a half. And, that,
0: and that's where the yolk is not super volcanic runny, but it's kind of like a gelatinous, jelly-ish on, Yeah, quality. like a,
1: well, it really looks like a clear, beautiful jam. So it's not opaque. It's not runny, but it's-
2: Just thickened. I think it's
0: beautiful. Yeah, it's thickened. If you have good like farm fresh eggs and it's yeah. like deep orange, yeah. and it's like that sort of like, just like, yeah, there's almost like a transparent quality. And like, oh, it's
1: good. I also love, I kind of love peeling a jammy egg. You have to be very gentle with it when you're peeling it because the inside, the white is very blubbery still. But when you get that shell off and it's just this perfect mm, little- it's perfect. Shiny orb- it's a little, yeah. little
0: soft. It's not that full hard, right? White, and then like I said, grain bowls again, salads, and a y- soup of some sort, like a ramen. Totally. So yeah,
2: these. What's um, amazing about the jammy egg is that unlike kind of a poached egg, it can be cool or it can be at room temperature. Mm. There's nothing fun about a cold poached egg, no. but a jammy egg, you know, warm, sure, absolutely, it's beautiful. So,
0: and same thing. Uh, boiling water, good medium boil, six and a half minutes exactly. Quickly, under cold water, ice bath, just to stop the cooking and then peel and serve.
2: Peel. Yep. And you can store them in their shells so they'll keep even longer if you store them in your fridge in the shell. And then you can peel them as you need them and just rewarm them in, in a dunk in hot water for just a minute. Um, or you can just, you know, you can peel a few and they'll um, they'll keep good for a few days. Our you list- can
1: guillotine those too. Oh, if yeah. If you want to. Yeah.
0: Well,
1: if you have a guillotine.
0: No, I mean, why not? But you're not really doing the dunk. You can't. Uh.
1: I like to peel them whole and then mash them onto really good bread. Just take the whole thing. I like that. And just fork it right into the bread. Yeah, like a good toast. Yeah, Yeah. some hot sauce. Okay.
0: um, Speaking about poached eggs, I I have no time (laughs) for poached eggs at home. Like that's what professional chefs are for. That's why you pay someone. To poach the eggs for you. To do the vortex and the vinegar and then snipping (laughs) off the the weird things. Not not anymore. And then doing them. If you have friends come over, like, I've got to do eight poached eggs for these four people. And I've got a whole thing. And they're, like, sitting on paper towels so they don't get wet. And then i got to warm them up again if I cook them in advance. And it's just like, really? They're a labor of love, for sure. I also
1: disagree. I make them on week. Weekday mornings, what on the rag? Two and oh. a half minutes. Oh,
0: sorry, mom of the year.
1: Okay, well, I'm just I'm just do- doing my thing. It's two and a half minutes
0: for your boys or who?
1: Leo. Oh, God. Leo loves the, a poach. Are we talking
0: about the little prince here?
1: Uh, no, this, this is the large prince. <laughs> the Large prince, yeah, <laughs> Master Leo. Um, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Also, if you're entertaining what you just described is you're doing it wrong. So you can poach. You can poach on, you know, you want to have friends over on Saturday, poach on Thursday, put those things in a bowl of water, put them in the fridge, poached, and then you just bring up a nice big saute pan of simmering water, put your guys in there, you're toast. saying they're
0: living in water in the fridge for two days? Correct. And that's how brunch happens. I know. I was I, about brunch to would say. not be possible yes, without. No, but, but again, that's eggs. how brunch happens at restaurants where you pay someone to do it for you. It doesn't happen that way in my house. And then also, are you saying <laughs> when my whole thing is when you are heating them up again in the sauté pan with water? Doesn't that overcook them? No,
1: because they're cold. So, you bring them back to where they're hot, but not where they start cooking again. And also, the, the last time I checked, we here at Bon Appetit and in the test kitchen love taking these restaurant things that. That the chefs do that we can't figure out. How do they do brunch? And we like to bring them home. And this is one of one of those ways. No,
0: I like to talk about them so I know how they do it at the restaurant, uh-huh. so I can like at a cocktail party or on a podcast tell people how to yeah, do it. Yeah, but you them. would but not I would be, don't actually want to do it be myself. You wouldn't be talking
1: about butter basting chops if it weren't for these guys. Yeah, but
0: butter. I mean, that's worth it though. Okay. Well,
1: <laughs> I think I think I poached egg we, is, we took
2: some of the some of the fuss out of it, I think, because yeah. there used to be that thing about putting vinegar in yeah, the water. What's that all about? It just helps the white to set. So it just helps the protein set and, you know a little bit more cleanly in the water but frankly you know do you want your eggs to taste like vinegar not no. really but yeah. you
0: still do the you create the vortex with the water with a spoon before you crack them in there so the whites swirl Gently. around each it's other it's not yeah. a and tornado it's I, you, you know. can
1: and you cannot
0: how 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 the temperature of the water how medium low of a boil a uh, simmer I'm is i'm at it? the
1: point where it's like very small bubbles all the way around the bottom with some mm. of those guys coming up to the top
0: yeah like 180
2: for you kids with those thermometers
1: and i like to be actually really gentle there we did I did a video that had three different ways to poach eggs so that if you're doing like a beautiful one for yourself Mm -hmm. or for your 13 year old son who you like to send off with a proper breakfast (laughs) two and a half minutes for one egg not a big deal if you're doing a few you just get a bigger pot more water and if you're doing them ahead so there's a video of that also Um, but now I'm kind of doing this thing where I put it in it's very lightly simmering Maybe it's moving a around a little bit, and then I take a slotted spoon while it's in the water and just kind of keep it moving around. A and It turns over on itself. They're they're not as delicate as as a sunny side up egg. You can kind of manipulate them while they're in the simmering water. And
0: do you ever do the thing when they come out uh, for a presentation? You trim some of the craggy whites off, so it's a more perfectly shaped. No. no where we? we don't do that, but
2: what, one of the things we do call out doing in this feature is to af- actually drain off the looser part of the white, sort of the the free-running white, um, using a sieve. Oh, so you mean before it goes before in? Before it yeah. goes cool. into the water. So you
0: crack the, the yolk into a sieve. A fine mesh strainer, yeah. Did you say sieve? Sieve?
2: Did, sieve? did I just say sieve? You oh, did. Yeah. Oh, boy.
0: Sieve. And so that, yeah, that, that, that really watery part drains off, so then you're left with a more together... Yolk exactly. And white. It's right. It's
1: just the thin part of the white that forms. Those and that's tentacles. the stuff that, yeah.
2: like, once it hits the water, no matter what you do, it kind of flies off, and all of a sudden you've got kind of egg snow. in yeah. it. You know, it's
0: kind <laughs> of you know, it
1: reminds me of silly string. You know,
0: it's yeah. kind of gross. Tell all, us all that water after you poach the eggs. That is it's all true. Like gray. Uh, well, that that's the other don't thing don't about using
2: vinegar. It's like you know, what are you going to do? Put the eggs back in that? No, you need separate hot water. Yeah. So,
0: okay, final egg preparation. I know, listen, there's lots of ways to do it. There's so many ways. But we're we're not going to cover every single way. We're covering the essential ways. Mm. I think the most classic way, perhaps, yeah, I'm going to say the most classic, scrambled eggs. What's classic? Well, just like the go-to, like, scrambled eggs and toast, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, old school. Okay. Give me some scrambled eggs. Most people screw up scrambled eggs. They overcook them. They under-season them. You're left with, like, rubbery, under-seasoned eggs. I've had this rant before, but I'm going to do it again. Hotel room service never seasons its eggs. Drives me bonkers. You have to add salt as, as you when you're beating them before they go in the pan. There's, you can't add the salt no, after the fact.
1: There's no way you're getting a hot egg good in room service either. No.
0: No, generally not. So let's all right. So let's let, What what is your preferred method for scrambled egg, Carl? Pick one.
1: Personally, yeah,
0: your your person. Not Carol Lolly's, but Carla Music.
1: <laughs> she does make really good scramble. Of she does. Um, I whip the bejesus out of them mm-hmm. until, with a fork, salt and pepper in there from the beginning until you lift the fork out and the the beaten egg runs down with no blubs or blobs, which would be the unbeaten, un yep. unincorporated white, all to hell. Medium heat, butter.
0: Non-stick pan. Usually. Mm -hmm. I'll just say usually.
1: Yes, I would say usually. So if
0: we're saying two eggs, eight-inch pan, fair enough?
1: Yep. Yep. And I will – I kind of stir them a lot at the beginning. So I'm doing the like pan is moving in one direction and the spatula hand is moving in the other until I start to see – Curd setting up mm-hmm. and then just Restrain a couple a whisk of whisk gentle or a no a spatula, a spatula. Rubber. yeah rubber spatula or or a wooden spoon it could be a wooden spoon mm-hmm. and then just a couple fold overs and then you can smell them when they're done mm-hmm. and then taking them off when they're still nice and shiny and glossy i don't put any fat in the you know i used to like beat in milk and yeah. stuff you don't have to yeah, do no. that And and then sometimes at the end, if I'm feeling sassy, I might put like a couple blobs of sour cream or Mm. cream cheese. Even oh wow, oh I've done cream cheese. And then just let that like take the chill off.
0: Cream cheese and chives in your scrambled eggs. It's a good move. Not the worst. I always say you don't need cream in your eggs for creamy scrambled eggs.
1: That's a great saying.
0: It's all about. (laughs) (laughs) Gosh, I think you'd be sarcastic. That That was a good one, kind of. I thought that was a good one. Great.
1: Um, I like that in, uh, that's a great, like, breakfast taco kind Mm. of scramble.
0: Chris, what's your technique?
2: Yeah, I, I love... I like beating with a fork because it doesn't get too much air into them. So, like you, Carla, um, and I think it is important. I know this had come up as a point of discussion, but uh, in the past, but I think it is important to use a bowl to beat the eggs in before putting them in the pan.
1: Yeah, as I, opposed to what?
2: Well, as opposed to um, you know some among us who might actually just put the eggs uh, oh, right in the skillet, just drop and them just right in, right, well, <laughs> fork away.
0: <laughs> I, 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 okay. I those are called marbled eggs. I'm coming up with all sorts <laughs> no. of branding. Yes, I do marbled Not eggs a thing. where I crack the eggs into the pan over medium heat and then gently break them up. I've written about this before, so the yolks stay yolky and the whites stay white. So they're it they look like As long marble. as you
1: don't call them scrambled eggs, I guess that's fine. Well
0: they're delicious. Um my <laughs>
1: It's like, this wow. is what you, you are... see when you're like sitting at, you know, a diner watching like the a flat top. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's got like oh a pile God. of scrambled eggs over These there. These are <laughs> the
0: best scrambled eggs. Right. No, they're not. They, they, I, I've made they many a convert. Many I don't a convert. like
1: the marbled because they're two different consistencies. Yeah. They have two different textures.
2: Yeah, you need the yolk and the white to integrate so you have the right kind of proportion of fat and, you know, protein and yeah, amount of set and bounce.
1: The white that isn't incorporated with the yolk is never not going to be rubbery.
0: Uh, I don't know. You got, I, I, Listen, I'm going to say this. I'm going to I'm going to convert you to marbled eggs. But recently, I've been doing more your style, Carla, where I will thoroughly whisk the eggs, pour them in a, medi- a pan of medium heat with butter. And constantly move them with the mm-hmm. spatula. So no skin form. So the mm. curds start to form. This is kind of a, a, a shortcut of the French style where they do it over the double boiler and right. it takes a long time. Um, curds start to form, constantly moving the pan and the, and, and the rubber spatula. It starts to come together like soft polenta, mm-hmm. I like to say. And then mm-hmm. it's done. Like mm-hmm. it's always done – uh, two beats before you think it's done. And like as soon as it comes together, yep. you're like, oh, it's too wet. I'm like, no, it's not. It's just like, that's what they, I always think like eggs should be the equivalent of a medium rare steak. And like, that's mm-hmm. where the flavor is. If you, the more you cook them, the less flavor you're going to have. Yeah. The moisture is going to disappear. The flavor is going to disappear. And they're going to become consistent in texture and that, that sort of rubbery way. And you don't want that.
1: I agree. That carryover cooking with a scrambled egg is well, exactly. like, it's fierce. It is real. And yeah. if you,
0: we did a, yeah, if you ever watch like a lot of these now, uh, uh, can I say that what's, the, what's, the, what's, a restaurant in LA that has the popular egg sandwiches? Egg slut? Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> watching those guys cook them one time at a party, and it was like amazing how underdone you mm-hmm. thought the eggs were when they took them out of the big pan. They were doing 12 eggs at a time, but when they spoon those custardy, soft yeah. plant mm-hmm. eggs onto a beautiful bun with some cheese, you're like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Uh, and like, so I, I think what we so many of us enjoy at restaurants, at really good restaurants, is is a beat more underdone than we would ever do at home. hundred percent. It's a matter of seconds. Yeah. The
1: other method that, that I used to do this all the time. I don't know why I stopped actually. Now that I'm talking about, I'm like, I love that method and they're so sweet and so pudding like, and, like custardy is the Jean Georges method, which um, he sort of famously piles into the empty mm, egg and shall. then piles a ton of caviar on top. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need the caviar, but it won't hurt. Um, but yeah, the that method, you combine eggs and like a couple tablespoons or more of softened butter in a pan. You whisk them together. Then you turn the heat on and you're whisking constantly. Yeah over medium, medium-low, and it kind of takes longer than you think, and you're like, is it ever going to happen? And then magically, again, you can kind of smell it before, mm-hmm. and that makes little, tiny, perfect, really soft curds, and it's – my kids used to call it the soft eggs. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's a good way. But you don't get those kind of – The folds. The folds and, yeah. the, and the ribbons.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I think the way – You can, my feeling is you can sort of cheat that way in a pan with a rubber spatula. Just keep it moving. It doesn't take as long. But the other thing I do when I'm doing the rubber spatula, keep it moving technique is I will take the pan on and off the heat. If it's starting to come together too much, I take it off the heat and you just keep it moving and all that residual heat in the pan will continue to cook it and that's fine. And I actually probably, I probably spend as much time off the heat as I do on the heat. Um, when you're doing that technique. And I would, What's your
1: ratio in the morning in the test kitchen between scramble and the crispy fry? I feel like you're more, you're like 70, 30 on the crispy fry.
0: You never know. You walk in that door. That's how I wrote about in my ed letter. You're like, <laughs> what am I going to do today? And then every now and then I'll say, you know what? I feel, I'm feeling pretty hotel room servicey, and I'll do a soft boil. Yeah, I would do the soft boil, but I I would do, like you kind of explained, I'll do a soft boil, let's say four and a half minutes. Great. Uh, peel it and then put it on a piece of toast and just kind of break it up, right. you know? Um. so wow so much good stuff uh, Dr. Morocco thank you very much absolutely thank Carla, you Carla Music always a pleasure and you can check out Chris's cover story feature in the April issue of Bon Appetit put an egg on it thanks guys thank you
1: Bon Appetit Foodcast is produced by Emma Wortsman and Carrie Polis, and edited by Mitra Kaboli. Our theme music is by Valerie and the Grady's, with additional music by Nathaniel Wortsman. We have new episodes every Wednesday, and if you want to tell us about this or any other episode, email us at bonappetitfoodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.